With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can't believe hey you're there. I, I wow. can't believe I found you here in this uh, place of the world that exists. I didn't see you yeah. there. Over, yeah, over there that way. Yeah. How did you get in here? God, welcome to the TOVG podcast. What are you Amazing. doing I'm, here in my house? I'm Jimmy Sunder. That's George Weedman. Ah! We got Matt Visual here. Just chilling. Hi. Hi. Welcome to our podcast about games and video games. Yeah. <laughs> games that you play with videos. Yeah. Games of videos that you play with your hands. Welcome to our three-person roundtable on the interactive medium. Or with other parts. Barely interactive picture contests. <laughs> so, I've, I've been doing a thing in videos lately. <laughs> Sure. Where I've I've been trying to be a little more uh, personal and wacky and on the nose and tongue in cheek. Every now and then you hear like this George yell kind of echoing out into the distance, cut off, <laughs> cut off by 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 a lower <laughs> volume envelope. Yeah, that that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering, yeah. I'm wondering if that's if that's a angle I should keep going with. I wonder how. How people truly feel about their occasionally being a, a muffled George yell in, in videos nowadays. Well, I can tell you that I like it. Thanks. I, I'm going to do a montage of all the George yells. And oh my god, there are two of them. <laughs> there are two of them so far. Maybe, maybe I can keep it going and, uh, yeah. and contribute. But, but right now... Let's go I, by. <laughs> I'm I'm still working my way through Near Auto Tomato, and mm -hmm. and that that thing's taking its sweet time. I mean, I don't know, not really. Way 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 faster than the first game, but I still am facing that that moment where I'm like, oh god, I keep playing the game and stuff keeps happening, but my deadline for the video is getting getting sooner and sooner. So I really have to like work to put myself in a relaxed mm -hmm. state of mind to be able to enjoy the thingy. And there's still thingies to be enjoyed there. I'm having like the problem though that I that I had kind of sort of in the first game where I'm mm -hmm. really having to juggle my love for weird stories that that have like oh I get that required college sociology class reading author reference <laughs> versus my my utter disdain for um anime melodrama where, where where beautiful looking people beat each other up and then and then kind of whine for a few minutes in the middle of the fight about how they believe in their friendships and the sacrifice that, that it requires to be good friends with people, apparently, in these universes. And 
And, and then they finish the fight while, while bosses don't kill them in the middle of their monologues. And uh, that's, that's I guess, what I find less interesting about this game. Because it's really so the, so going the back and part. forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really going back and forth from anime and back. And uh, I... You don't I like finished... anime, George? I feel like no, we I just... Mean just went to the movies and watched anime we watched an anime i think i think the thing is (laughs) is that that half the time anime becomes a kind of pandering trash can of tropes that you can just throw into the trash can to to satiate a very very small portion of a small audience without having to try very hard to make them happy you know what else does that Video games. Yes. Everything does that though. Like you can't just throw every all anime into this like little single pile. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I not throwing like all the, anime into the pile. I think some anime works harder for, for your money than others. It's just I, I, um and trust me, there is a lot of like you like your name. There is a lot of anime that's like your name. Or even better, I would say. Trust me. That you just missed, but what you hear about is uh, obviously the fire engines in the background uh, of your that's apartment. That's the anime police. They're coming to take George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell George. Um, no, no, but what no, you mostly I, hear I, about is the jiggly boobs and all this craziness that mostly people yeah, point out. And, and no, I'm not. I'm not talking about all anime. I'm just talking about the garbage anime and the more. The more I also talk to people who, like, want me to get into anime, the more even I hear them reluctantly, like, trying to hold back and being like, wait a minute, no, most anime is garbage, I need to stop. And that's, <laughs> that's not very encouraging for me. See, okay, here's, here's the thing, yeah, it's, it's part of, like, the, the jiggly boobs and butts and how, how little effort, like, that seems to, to take to, to satisfy an audience compared to writing actually interesting stories. But it's also how uh, how absurd a lot of costumes and character designs get in their quest to tick off the boxes to a degree that has not been ticked before. Like in the first game, Nier's costume is basically all belts and zippers and crazy hair. <laughs> Even though it's they fashion. like redesigned the character to look more appropriate for a Western audience, they still keep his belts and zippers and on and... and the like gothic Lolita dresses that the characters in this one oh. wear is something that I still have not been able to 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 fully comfortably swallow. And I I, <laughs> I actually quite like that aspect of I mean it's not just anime, you, but you like belts? Like Yeah, belts and zippers specifically. That's the only thing I'm talking about. <laughs> and, no, and, um, and pretty dresses with lace all I, over. I I love the the gothic Lolita design that they did for um auto I almost said auto tomato, automata. Um, I, I think that's kind of the fun of having of like anime is that they're they've established that anime is kind of allowed to get away with so with stuff that's so over the top that it just becomes normalized. I mean, you like fucking Bayonetta, and that's exactly what Bayonetta's yeah, character is. Bayonetta just seems it's, a little more genuine about it, whereas with Nier, it almost seems like they're trying to to pretend that it's normal. Really. Really? Yeah. I, really? I I can see where you're coming from. I have played neither, so I will speak on neither, but I, I think it's the same principle, and it might just be appealing to different people, where, mm. if that makes sense. Bayonetta yeah. is, is a comedy, 
with ridiculous looking characters in a ridiculous universe and near is like a super serious sappy almost tearjerker with ridiculous looking characters in a ridiculous looking universe i don't know man a lot of people like that myself included like yeah, take be- uh take final fantasy tactics advance go look at those character designs looks like someone was like all right so just start drawing layers of clothing and I, I feel I'll, like you I'll want. stop you when I get back. And then they like took a four hour drive and then you end up with people who have like seven pants that are all at different heights on their legs. Why I think it looks great, but it's ridiculous. Pants? I, they don't. They absolutely don't. But I love I love it. It looks great. <laughs> See, OK, if like there's a character who jokes about how many pants they're wearing and if the character artist was like making all the uses of all those different pairs of pants, then then it's like like veering towards the Bayonetta territory where all this completely over the top pandering aesthetic stuff going on is 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 like there for an honest effort for everyone to have fun. And near it's like they don't really acknowledge how silly all the characters filling up these frames are. Like, like so they have to acknowledge it. I don't know. I feel like it's. I don't know. It's, it feels silly comparing the two because Bayonetta is like way out there. Like from the stuff I've seen. Like I have not played it, but I've watched enough to know what happens when you do combos and everything like that and all these shots and i'm like yeah your character's uh, outfit is is animated as part of the weapon that you're doing combos with and and the character themselves is is built to do incredibly weird looking things that that the little girl flipping around and near can't really do because she can't hold the sword because it's floating around on her back instead Mm. and it's Mm. It, it Look, seems like I, like she's not made for the weapons she's she's slashing around. I don't know. <laughs> she's I understand a robot, what you're saying. Though. What the hell are you I talking about? I understand around? what you're saying, but at the same time, I absolutely don't think that something that is over the top needs to be like blatantly self-aware about it, mm-hmm. because like then you get shit like ukulele, which is like. Well, I just gave myself a tutorial on the way in, so I'm fine. It's like, fuck off. It's not... <laughs> like, sorry, I know a lot of people thought it was charming, but I like, I felt like ukulele was like, like you know what Deadpool does? Let's do that, but really shitty. Ooh. And even then, Deadpool kind of does it really shitty, too. So, like, it, it was funny, like, a decade ago. Sorry. Uh, but see, like, wait, 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 wait. The movie? You're talking about the movie? I'm talking about Deadpool the character. Like that's his shtick. Is like he breaks the fourth wall and he's like, right. "Yo, reader, do you do see that?" And it's like, "Yeah, that was a good joke." Again, see, yeah, but then, House of Cards also does it, and they do it in a great way. I think House of Deadpool- Cards does it in a film noir way. Like in film noir, they, the character always like goes off to the side to explain their thoughts. Mm. But that's how I always saw it. I didn't see it as like. As well, uh, I, Underwood being like, like, wonder what all the people at Netflix at home are thinking about this. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely not um, um, uh, protecting ukulele because I just not. <laughs> I was never interested. I was interested, but like the character design kind of turned me off. So I was never excited until it actually the reviews came out. And now that the reviews mm. are out, it's like, uh, but yeah, I see <laughs> so, what you're saying. Like near near Auto Tomato doesn't go all the way towards that. Uh, uh, 
like, oh, I'm breaking the fourth wall to make a cheap joke side of the equation. But it Mm -hmm. does get super duper self-aware and and does it in a way that on the other hand seems to me not pretentious or pandering in a genuine pursuit of making like completely the pants on head balls to the wall uh off off broadway avant-garde new york city performance art theater Mm-hmm. Out of out of this situation where they're throwing completely oddball characters into an oddball world to to maybe disarm the viewer for the sake of 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 switching the tonal whiplash to something way cooler than anime people fighting for their friends because I had I had a hunch that that the premise of this game involved these cute little wind up toy robots like like discovering social constructs one at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, this because uh, the side quest in the game keep hitting this recurring theme of the little cute toy robots trying to discover a purpose and then maybe exploding themselves now that they're content or going on to live a life following that purpose because they're now content versus robots just following the thing that they're instructed to do because they're robots. The, the, the themes of the game tend to create humor out of these robots trying to find purposehood. And mm-hmm. you uh, have have this theme get followed up on a lot to the point where where revelations later in the game to where where spoiler territory goes really reinforce that that angle that I was just looking at and just describing like with 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 evidence almost like it starts dropping names that mm-hmm. that are real historical figures related to the topics that they're throwing around. And I was like, oh, OK, I like this. But then it'll switch modes again to to a different thread of drama that's all completely related to characters like like falling in love with each other and fighting for their friends. That that's the point where I'm like, oh, okay, this seems like it's come straight out of left field. I'm kind of sort of seeing myself tune out now. (sighs) Well, (laughs) did you just yawn? Uh, That was perfect. I woke up 27 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started the podcast call 26 minutes ago. So, yes, I just yawned, but it was not because George's talk was boring. It's because I'm tired. Because <laughs> that's what... And, okay, well, sorry. I don't have anything to say about near Aptimata because I've never played it. Auto, near potato, potato. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. Near Hakuna Matata. Near Anime Tomato. See, so this like this, I I feel like this is what people who who are playing through the Metal Gear Solid series as grown ass adults instead of <laughs> instead of babby kids who, who immediately think everything's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, is is this what it's like? Is this what it feels like to play Metal yeah. Gear Solid as a cynical grown old man? Yeah, yeah, when playing with, especially like the fourth one, and then I went to Peace Walker, and I was like, what is this garbage? I was, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't bring oh, myself, I'm like, this is like some repetitive, like... The car alarm again. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Kojima coming. Um, this, this has been <laughs> happening while I try to sleep. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> and we see, and then you hear George. 
George. George. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, <clears throat> Cheers. Okay, anyways, we're, we're talking about uh, anyways, the cringe yes, curve, the uh, Metal yes, Gear Solid cringe curve. Yeah, it it. it, it it gets that way. It gets that way. Like, I understood, like, as from the beginning, like, Metal Gear 1, 2, and then I went to the Solid series. It was like, okay, this is great. And then it starts to take a dive as it gets more and more crazy and more plot points come about and more goofiness comes in. And I guess that kind of, like, not anime goofy, like, a little bit of an a little bit. But not a lot. It's done in a very stern way, I guess you can say. Are you um, still talking Peace Walker? Yeah. Well, n no. I mean, just the series in general. What, what, like once after three, when it gets the four, and you know, like four is very. It feels. It feels a little anime-ish. That's yeah, where and I, you get I, I, the beast, and they're like in these tight skin shoots, and they're like, oh, ooh. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, this there's, is... There's a scene in 4 where Big Mama is is in the frame in great pain <laughs> on the floor. She raises her arm up to, to a first-person point of view of Old Snake with his stupid-looking mustache, looking down at the camera, looking concerned. Then the camera pans out again to a third-person view of the both of them, looking at each other during some serious, dramatic moment. And then a, a, a naked, hairless monkey with a diaper crawls in from the lower bottom left of, of the corner of the frame and offers them a can of soda. And just, like, everything, every character on the frame is is of a design and universe that sounds and looks and feels like the exact opposite of everything else in the frame. And there are shots like that in the Nier games. In this one, there will be a shot of like a Transformers Michael Bay looking robot having a monologue about about the 18th century sociology and and then the role of the proletariat when determining what their own identity must be. And then the camera will zoom out to like Akihabara Mado with with like like a poofy frilly lacy skirt and garters holding a giant samurai sword wearing a blindfold looking at the Transformers robot and she'll say something really sarcastic and douchey and, and mean like I don't know why won't you just die and then the camera will pan to the other side of the screen where there will be a little eight-year-old boy wearing like like 18th century Napoleonic buttons up his black formal wear blazer oh. attire with his blindfold on and then the camera will pan over a little bit more and you'll see like like Emil the, the little boy with the moon face from Majora's Mask grinning into view and like all of these characters being on the frame at once it's it, I, I can't handle it it, can, ah, it drives me nuts Alright, and marking that down with a marker in Audition, totally putting some sort of music behind that. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm thinking Ecstasy of Gold from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Just, <laughs> I, that, that was quite the fucking monologue. Wow. I don't even know what it was about, and honestly. Well, they that's a guy who's uh, played a lot of Metal Gear games. Uh, lots of monologues. <laughs> I, I of just monologues. finished up the B run. I'm moving on to the other endings, and my mind is gone. B B run. What? B run. B. Yeah. The there's B, there's an A B, B run. So there's there's a C D and 
E ending, although I think I already got the K and the T ending, so so those Wait, just got thrown in the pile. With the how rest short of them. is this game that you're playing? It's like it's like eight to twelve hours, right? No, I I did my first run in seventeen, but ending B went by much much faster. I skipped all the optional content and rushed through that one in like I want to say nine hours. There, uh, uh, just for Matt's sake, there are a few endings that literally take like ten twenty minutes. Yes. Oh. Okay, yeah, I was like, about to say, <laughs> like one of one of the ending, one of the like you collected this ending is like die in the tutorial. S- sorry, if I do that, if I dissect a, like a game like that, like Metal Gear went went into those realms, it's it's hard to really talk about it. Yeah, after I don't know, I don't know how many times you have to play it. Um, like that that's every day you're you're playing a nine hour you're you're doing a nine hour shift in near auto tomato you know that's yeah. that's pretty that's pretty yeah. whew, that's pretty rough um i don't know how you're not burnt out by the end of that but i i'm guessing you're doing a different type of uh review well going, i'm also deep i'm i'm gonna be doing a topical right yeah i guess I figured try to explain the themes I figured as much because a review, he'd be like, well, this game, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> and no one yes. likes those reviews. Ah! I remember, uh, I remember my buddy, Jimmy Wetzel, when Smash 4 came out, he did a review that was, it was two minutes long and one minute and 50 seconds of it was building up like the Smash history like of like the history of the games and like like what where Smash Four is like oh this is like the the new in, newest installment in the series and everyone's really excited for it. Then he's like, so now onto the review and it just cuts to a, a deadpan live action shot of him and he's like, it's all right. And then the fucking video ends. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm not I'm not super duper burnt out. In fact, I'm now regarding my. My deadline is more of a temporary rule rather than a hard and fast rule after the Zelda debacle. So I think I'm going to play it for two more days and then put a video out rather than trying to rush it out for the rest of the day. Because my mind is is gone from from the lack of sleep of uh, pushing away at this incredibly trippy game to mm. uh, the thought of having to push out an incredibly trippy video about said trippy game. I I think I need to take my sweet time for this one. She has some yeah. tomato soup. Auto tomato yeah. soup. <laughs> just sip some tomato <laughs> soup. Everything's tomatoes. Just in yep. your room. Just tomatoes. It's still like good, clean fun, though. I mean, granted, I'm playing through it twice, but the second time through, you get a new character who can hack stuff. So that's new, yeah, I guess. There's also another character down the line that has a very unique mechanic that I've heard about. I believe her name is A2. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what she'll play like, but they they keep hinting that there's there's something involved in uh, her later on. I think it was co-optional that I was listening to a few weeks back, but they somebody like just blat- like came out and blatantly said like what the thing was, and I was like, wow, yeah. that's fucking weird and cool, yeah. like very platinum. So I'm sure you'll enjoy that when you get to it. But yeah, it, it seems like it's uh, a much more graceful spin on the hey play this game multiple times concept when they make sure that it plays pretty differently every time 
Yeah, that's that's a good thing. I mean, dare we mention yet again bring this this skeleton back from the grave? But Undertale is like the hallmark of that. I at least it, for I, most people. Agreed. In fact, I think uh, I was mentioning Undertale? Undertale a bit. It's a it's a <laughs> brand of uh, let's see, what is Undertale the opposite of grill charcoal? I don't know. Grilled charcoal. I was just thinking of something that might be the opposite of video games for grilled charcoal. <laughs> video games are like fun, clean electronic products. Grill charcoal is is like a dirty, nasty, dry analog product. All right, oh. I'll take it. That's actually pretty well. Wait, pretty I was thought, I thought you were talking about charcoal that you use to grill. And you just yeah, you that's just what he's talking about. Yeah, oh. no, that is the opposite of a video game. Is is a piece of charcoal. Oh, the, hey, the grilled, what, though. What, yeah. what charcoals the... have you guys been playing this week? <laughs> you oh, go first, Matt, Jimmy. Hey. Yeah, you got a lot right, on that yeah, list got, there. I'm got gonna this let you go first. Extensive list of in-depth <laughs> gameplay yeah, that I've been digging into. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, saw it. Uh, okay, so. Um, I will go through my bullet points as such. I played Mega Man Zero Two for five minutes this week so I can capture footage for the video I put out. Wow, how was it? It was really good. It was. It, re- it really was. Um, no, no, the whole five minutes. Are you going to use the whole five minutes or just a chop of I them? Used, I used roughly 40 to 50 seconds of the footage. Oh, yes, yes. Fascinating. Mm. Um, funny enough, that... that small amount of footage i i got like at least six or seven comments that were like yo i see Mega Man zero two i clicked the fucking like button and i was like okay dude calm down <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> um <laughs> and then the next bullet point i made a gif of a clip of titanfall 2 from probably a month or two ago when i played it wow so that i can mar- it? market my video it was pretty it was pretty cool um still not getting used to photoshop's export to web legacy feature taking like 10 years mm. to load but like you know yeah. it works where, where it also gets like the job done. brings up a microsoft excel spreadsheet onto you <laughs> right as soon as you press the save for web button you're just like oh i just want to i just want to save a gif not launch a rocket into space <laughs> yeah it's it it reminds me of all those times that i accidentally clicked browse in adobe bridge <laughs> and then you're like well might as well just go take a shower uh, yeah. while this happens i, I have a new control center instead of a desk now there's Um, so many options it gives you it's too many (laughs) and then i've been playing diablo 3 and uh i'm actually i am farther in diablo 3 seasonal than i've ever been before because they have like they have like lists of achievements and if you get like all the ones for example you do your your season journey which is the part one two three and four and those are like pretty straightforward those are like oh you know, get a bounty, run a greater rift. It's just like, you know, do the thing. But then it gets into like Slayer and Conqueror, which are like ranking up and you get a better like border and you get like uh, stash tabs and stuff. Like you can get cool like cosmetic rewards to show that you've like, oh, I took my season really far. Um, And I'm like three ranks above the farthest I've ever been in a season before. And it's weird, but like I'm trying. The last thing I need to do to get the neat orange border is a conquest. One more conquest, and those are like fucking stupidly hard things or stuff that takes a million years of grinding. 
And the one that I'm considering is beat the entire campaign, all five acts in one hour. Oh, uh, what? How? Yeah. How? Should, honestly, you should look up videos. It's fascinating to watch. Um, people basically, they, they run max speed builds. Everything is movement speed stats and they have the abilities that let them teleport or roll or whatever, just like a bunch of times. And it doesn't require you to play the, the campaign on any difficulty. So they just play it on normal. So since they have like, like the equivalent of like 18 difficulty levels above normal gear and abilities, any ability they do one shots, anything in the game. So you just like, fucking sonic the hedgehog your way through every level just like rolling 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 stop kill boss roll 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 it's it's hilarious but it requires good rng and some memorization so i don't know if i'll do it but i'm gonna try holy cool. crap has it when you say challenge uh how is it how how do they deal with challenge now with your character uh is it just uh, based on just like you know positioning how do you how do you mean like uh, challenge meaning like are they gonna they just spawn enemies that are like unbeatable uh, unbeatable uh like how they used to or they kind of balance that out um, um because so, you're playing by yourself right most of the time or uh well yeah i, I typically play with one or two friends mm. to run rifts together but um as far as difficulty goes they used to do where you would run through the story mode and each time you'd get progressively more difficult right where it was like uh hell and nightmare and those difficulties now it goes like normal expert master and something else and then it starts into the torment difficulties and there's torment 1 through 13 and those are like massive jumps of difficulty between each one so i actually really like the system because you could just set it to whatever difficulty you want so if you're like, I really want to get a chance to get good gear and have a challenge, you can just like crank it up to Torment 8. Or you can be like, I just want to like, I just want to like run through this campaign act real quick. You could just set it down to Torment 1 and have like a nice raffle stomp. I like, you could really fine tune it to make it like exactly where you want to be challenged. So it's pretty neat in that way. Hmm. Okay. So what have you been playing Matthew, that's uh, disgusting, Matthew. Oh, <laughs> um, well, okay. So, this I don't even this, know if George this, knows what that's from. Yeah, the, George, do you know what that's from? No. When we when you were out to Japan and Matt was on that week, we had <laughs> Lee Forrest first, and <laughs> Matt said Matt made some joke that was like kind of crude. And Lee got real close to his mic and he was like, that's disgusting, Matthew. <laughs> so he did that, that movie trailer voice he does. Yeah, and it's great because I have clean audio of it that I can go and clip and use whenever I want. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I really should. The lore thickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lore definitely thickens. Um, well, okay. So I've been trying to make time uh, with my ridiculous schedule from work, which I hate. Um uh, to to play some stuff and uh yeah that's been going well uh all right so what i've played <laughs> let me not stop like oh this this uh podcast is quickly becoming george plays games while the other two guests um talk to george um 
So uh, I actually <laughs> set up my VR properly. Uh, Oculus actually updated their stuff uh, for um, 360 tracking. So if you have at least three sensors or more, it's it's actually pretty good now. Like even outside of what they want you, how they want you to set up yourself, because I want to set it up how I want to set it up. And I have mine mounted to the wall. Um, I printed 3D printed some like... Uh, some like ceiling mounts to mount up mm-hmm. th- uh, three of my sensors. And I have it like basically on the opposite ends of uh, my room. Uh, so I can get as much coverage as possible. Uh, so I had that set up and I have like the, I clear out like pretty much the whole middle row for filming and uh, basically VR. Um, so I finally got a chance to catch up on a couple games I've been wanting to play for a while, which is Robo Recall, and mm-hmm. I've been wanting to play uh, Arizona Sunshine. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that one. Yeah, I heard of the first one, not the second though. Um, yeah, Arizona Sunshine is like like pretty popular. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a a co op VR. Um, VR experience like with Shoot, with zombies, up, but uh, zombies in the sun, zombies in the sun, yeah, and <laughs> and like the voice acting is really good. Like it's very, it's like it wraps you in. Like as soon as you you start it up, he calls like the he calls like the zombies Freddy and stuff. And it, I don't know, like it, you have to watch the beginning to kind of understand what I'm talking about. But it's very, it he's obviously lonely. You know, and he's just kind of making fun of a crappy situation. Maybe he's a little crazy. Um, I haven't played too far in yet. Uh, I I would say, like, the graphics and everything, it it looks pretty great. I've been running into the George syndrome, you know, where I want to move now that I don't get sick anymore. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. um, I've I've been not liking teleporting because I want to move and shoot a lot. Um, even though the what I end up doing is obviously just using uh, I have a whole room, so room scale and walking around and shooting people. Um, that's like the best thing to do. You find a nice spot and you basically go ham in your, you know, if you have a decent space. Um, to set up all your stuff at if you're using the Vive or the Oculus you have a decent space you'll be able to like move around and get away from things and shoot them uh, which is great because if you don't then I don't know like it starts to annoy me with teleporting uh, the only uh, it's uh, so you play you play this guy you could play it co-op through through the story which is great I haven't got a chance to try that out yet but I, that's like one of the first ones I've seen that you can uh, play co-op uh, through a story and I like I, I want to experience that really badly um, you know it has like um, resource management with it as well uh, you if you you're bad you have a bad aim you will waste mm-hmm. a lot of ammo and you there's a limited amount of ammo that you have to find in like cars or randomly in crates around you know different areas when you're walking around um, so you have to kind of conserve your ammo and then of course different guns. Uh, so it, 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 you know, so far it's looking pretty good. The only thing I would say about it is that, uh, the aim is a little off for me. 
um, there's something wrong with it. And it spawned this huge discussion like on the internet from people who are ex-military and everything like that. Like, oh, the aim is clearly off because I shoot guns every weekend at the, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've been to the war. And I, you know, like, it's... It's crazy, and it's like there's both sides. People are saying it's okay. People are saying it's not, um, and it's like fifty fifty. Uh, I, I obviously have was having problems with it. That's why I looked it up uh, because when mm-hmm. you aim the iron sights, uh, you kind of close one eye naturally, and you line mm-hmm. it up, um, and it tends to whiff a little bit. And some people are saying that there's a cone and there's like, you know, just like kind of real guns. There's like uh, the odds that it will hit in that like small little cone there. So you have to kind of get it right at the marker or you kind of have to uh, make sure you pull the trigger softly. So you're yeah. not shaking the controller when you're pulling right, the trigger. Right. And like naturally people who don't shoot guns do um, that you learn in training. Obviously, yeah, especially especially since the controller is not going to have nearly as much weight as like a you know a gun, an actual gun. Yeah. So it doesn't stabilize itself automatically. You're waving around you know a point one ounce plastic stick. Yeah, b- basically like like coding cameras and doing handheld shots with a huge camera, right? Right. Uh, compared to like a little tiny little uh, GoPro, like your phone. Shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not gonna look right. Um, right. It, yeah, and some people were like, there's this like big thing because I I've played onward and all those, and I, I never had a problem, you know, with closing one eye and shooting targets from far away. So it's it's quite interesting. Um, I haven't jumped back into that one, um, yet to try to see like, um, what I was doing wrong. Um, I did mm-hmm. jump back into Robo Recall, which is uh. I think it was made by a well-known developer. It's like it's a free game, um, but it's like three levels that you can play, and it's like it's voice acting. It's like high grade, like it's good. Like the animation's good. Uh, it's more of a like um, those games where you're getting a, a multiplier and you're doing combos and stuff like that. Right. And it's like these quirky two AIs are talking to you like, oh, um, the, the Robo Recall, there is a function with the robots. And um, it's and by the way, just to mention, Robo Recall is not responsible for any function. Everything is human error and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you're like, you're sent out to, to do it. And so you you're you get sent out to basically clean up uh, the um mm-hmm robots who are acting funny um and they go off of that um and it's like a you can see that there's a little bit of a deeper story there um and uh you know you're juggling acts if you're if you do juggling acts headshots stuff like that i'm not i'm not too into these types of games i do like a story and everything to go with it um i think i've come to a a point where I've played a lot of VR games and mm-hmm. I just don't want to play another um, game where it's like, Oh, multiplier and stuff. I just want to play a story. I want to yeah. play a story. I want to play something different. Um, now, do you and that's what I'm waiting for. Like, or just any story at all will do. <laughs> what was the first thing you said? What? 
The, do you mean like like a real meaty story that, a meaty that is a, story. an actual video game instead of a, a yes. tech demo toy? Yes. Or, or just any te- story, do you? Yeah, <laughs> I I want a real story, like a meaty story, not just some like quick whatever story. Like I, I like Kronos was pretty good for like a starter, you know, but I want something even meatier than that, which is like kind of like a Dark Souls thing. I, it was a long time ago when this came out. Mm. Um but I want more stuff like that, and I haven't seen much other than like Arizona Sunshine, which is definitely like a more more story into it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's co-op, which is ridiculous. And um, uh, there's something that's kind of like Zelda that I also have, uh, the Vanishing Realms. I think it's called Vanishing Realms, um, and it's it's not there's not like a there's like story but it's not like in your face um and you know you can play through chapter one where you're kind of going through and it's more atmospheric and stuff like that um i would love to see like of course more more it's you know it's it's a small indie developer so you can't really expect a full-fledged like voice acting and all this type of stuff to go with it but like that's also a good thing that I would be interested in playing more of, even though there's only like a couple chapters out on that, uh, because it is from an indie. Like it, the, the most people who are making the most interesting stuff nowadays are the indie guys. So you'll see a lot of the indie guys making really cool concepts uh, um, on Steam. I would say I said the the best stuff I would say is is open VR stuff. Um, Oculus uh, needs to get on their on their grind. <laughs> uh, because a lot of the a lot of the stuff that come out there are oh, yeah, it's okay it's it's good it's good like super hot but you know I would like to see more stuff dive in like but, but just to say anything about Robo Recall it's it's fun it's free if you have Oculus or Vive because you can play with the Vive too with using Revive um you it's it's a fun little game if you like to shoot people. Um, but I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to do a little bit more and the, there's something satisfying with the way they do the physics in that game, because you can grab the robots, um, because the gunplay is great. Like the gunplay is really great. Um, that's why it was weird going from that with Arizona sunshine, because the gunplay in Arizona sunshine was very different, uh, has a real, real touch to it. Um, a little bit harder to aim. You have to be very precise instead of arcadey, like Robo Recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like enemies will be naturally coming to you, and there's different types of enemies that run up to you. Enemies will like you know jump from behind you and stuff like that. And you could literally like grab them out the air and throw them. And there's like this slight vibration that happens with that that makes it feel like you're actually doing it. It's really really good. Um. Even like when you were to grab a robot, grab his head, break it off, you can almost you feel like the tension and you throw it at somebody else or you could grab a bullet at the, you know, out the out the air and throw it back at somebody or um, grab a robot's arm and break it off and beat him with it. And you feel you there's like a slight vibration that's just enough to make it feel not real but immerses you and i think that's like mm, 
so good so good i would all games should have that i would say um i'm a big fan of of good uh haptic feedback like when done right it can really really like aid an experience but it seems like we haven't had much in the way of rumble in in a few years now what about the uh, switch and their hd rumble you can feel the hey, ice don't you fucking talk shit about the switch and that shit's so cool I don't that know. shit's so cool we actually had a chance to try it out a few right. weeks ago and and i think me and matt were both uh a little a little cautious about it like we couldn't figure out the, how many balls were inside the controller. Was it yeah, balls? We both of us yeah, got it wrong. Yeah. Like I was down by one, and you were above by one. And yeah, yeah and it's, and both that of us game was really hard. Know. But <laughs> that game was really hard. But like, you definitely feel it. Like you get it. Where it's like, it's definitely leaps and bounds ahead of of like traditional rumble. It right? just to me felt like. There were a lot of little motors instead of one big one. It, I, I didn't feel like there were multiple balls in there. It, I don't know. I, don't know. I did. I, I, Maybe your hands it, are just wrong. It, it was. I I felt that it was there, but it's like it, it like the the rumble would kind of mix with each other. Like when the balls were go off to the next side, it wasn't. It wasn't completely like if you were to actually have a box with little balls inside and maybe toss it just, to the side. Maybe if I just wash my fingertips really good and drink a lot of green tea, I'll be able to feel the balls better. Yeah. See? <laughs> Nintendo Switch helping you get fit. <laughs> that's the problem. Switch fit. I, I need to increase my, my ball feeling sensitivity. Yes. You, okay. We, we need a game called Switchblade now. For the switch where you, you knife fight people holy shit <laughs> <laughs> the little joy cons are like the perfect size for that though switch blade I, they should have had that ser- in the- i'm dead serious yeah yeah you, you like shanking people like in- yeah, just yeah. like like i, I want to see a like commercial actual, like back alley knife fights <laughs> i want to see a commercial just like uh what's that what's the what, what thing were we were playing what is it called with the switch one two Wait, switch one two switch where they do those classic commercials and they have that like this oh shank each other and they have this like super nice clean (laughs) video about that and you see like the 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 parents saying yay as their kid like stab each other like yeah yeah it's like loading up the game and like this the like warrior where quick text is like fight for your life Everyone is like standing in front of a blank white background <laughs> with red text <laughs> that says "Fight for your life." <laughs> Fight for Fuck your life, life with your friends and family. Fight for your life. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that that would be good. The, po- I the like possibilities that. are in. Truly, video games can finally become art. there there are so many new storytelling mediums that that video games have yet to explore. The uh, the the famicide knife fight is is a genre that, that we need to see more of in the future. Get on it, developers! But yeah, but get on it after these messages. Switchblade.
All right, let's uh, let's let's crack back inside. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get that at all. That's what? not that's not a thing that people say, George. <laughs> let's crack back. In, I don't know. It, it could be. It doesn't okay, make sure. any less sense than than like let's hop back on. I get. I don't know. Just go. All right. <laughs> Just um, go. I'm gonna be silent for a second. Okay. Hello, wel- welcome back t- to my house. Whoa. Yep. How 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 did why why did you, you get in here? Why are you here? <laughs> why why are you here to listen to me and and my friends talk about the news on this week's TOVG podcast? Studies show that this is the least listened to part of the podcast. Actually, I think you're right. <laughs> no, actually, studies have shown you're literally yeah. just the science actually has been done. Um, so let's talk about anything right now. Yeah, actually, this is this is good because I think we have actual good discussion to have over some good news topics this week because jimmy i already know you have words to say about our first one it's a shame only 25 percent of our listener base will hear it i think (laughs) i even have words to say about this first one it is a shame that more than 25 percent of people can't hear about how lame the first uh pack of breath of the wild dlc is sounding yeah so uh okay explain this to me because this this flew under my radar all right, let's just like let's like quickly just uh, make our way. You got, through. You got five categories. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and one of them sounds kind of cool. It's a uh, trial that that I guess pops up on some corner of the map, resembling the other corner map content trials, where you have mm-hmm. to survive forty five rooms of combat and you start off naked with no inventory, like how you do in uh, Even Tide Island. Right. But instead of that being a like survival, uh, make your way to the waypoints and carry the orbs back to, to the beginning of the island trial, this is a straight up combat trial. 45 rooms of enemies, but no weapons other than what you can pick up from them dropping. And also, I guess, uh, no armor unless they would have that in chests in the dungeon for mm. you. That sounds neato, I guess. Sounds pretty fun to me. Yeah, like a cute little uh, gameplay variety challenge trial like uh like like eventide and all the labyrinths and there was one really cool one above the lost woods if you're playing through zelda go investigate the blob on top of the lost woods it's a good one but this uh harkens back to the the like super good super high quality uh trial challenges that breath of the wild didn't have enough of yeah like this is totally totally a good a good nook for them to be filling with more stuff yeah, I'm curious. On the other hand, though, they they have also released that uh, much-anticipated new map feature that everyone saw <laughs> when they first revealed there was a season pass for this game. Remember how they had a new map feature listed on the bullet <laughs> points of all the other features that uh, your expansion yeah. pass would buy you? Well, that new map feature, <clears throat> that new map feature is called <laughs> the Hero's Path which displays a trail of your previously trodden 200 hours of gameplay. So it I think this is like pretty all right. It's like a fun uh, thing. Wh- it's like a bonus. This this should be free. It's just it's it's just yeah, a heat I mean, map. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the thing that happens at the end of every round of Splatoon. 
that yes. that doesn't cost a thing there that you've seen thousands of times before. And and I guess all you do is like look back at your two hundred route that your two hundred hours of drawing a route through the map and be like, Oh wow, I sure did spend a lot of time in Kakariko and 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 Hatino in the first third of the game before evenly spreading myself out around the four corners, like like probably everyone's playthrough of Zelda sends them on. Yeah, I uh vividly recall I think it was Halo three or Reach. I think it was three. Uh, had a available heat map that tracks your stats on their website. Like if you just sign in with your Xbox profile on the Bungie site, you could just like look at all the multiplayer maps and like where you kill people the most and like your stats on it. So you didn't have and to free. pay fifteen dollars. Yeah, good. I I guess actually right now you have to pay thirty dollars for this stuff, don't you? Mm. Or was it twenty dollars? I don't know. More than zero though. Ah, uh, so we also got the hard mode. The um, God. much, <laughs> yeah. The season passes twenty dollars. Twenty dollars buys you hard mode, which is something I was really kind of optimistic and excited about. But maybe I shouldn't Instead have been. It's garbage. What they do is uh, have enemies get regenerating health to make right. them spongier, so they're going to take more whacks uh, than usual, which is. Probably not something that's going to agree well on the upper echelons of the scaling with the weapon durability system. Yeah, I can't wait to fight a Lionel for eight hours. And have to go through all of your inventory's <laughs> weapons to get to the end there. I think Ooh. I had to do that uh, actually quite a few times in the game already mm. at the major test of challenge, major test of strength shrines. Yep. Yeah. The th- and in either case, it's not that great like in in my playthrough it felt like that was the one time where the weapon durability system was failing me we're doing like that handful of major strength tests and now having more fights like that around that are just uh testing more of your endurance rather than than your reaction timing and your skill and your strategy probably not the way to go about bumping this game up to a hard mode uh yeah also on top of that enemies enemies start at a higher level and can yeah. have a higher maximum level. Yeah, so like bumped. red Boca blends are blue by default and there's like levels above the top ones. And I like the idea of having a level that goes above the top one, which was silver, right? So yeah. Silver was the max one, I think. But, but I'd, I'd want to get there when the time comes, not get there a step earlier. Yeah. And even then most of the levels up were just, they did more damage and they, they had more hearts so this just means everything does a little bit more damage, which is not even the problem of the difficulty in Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah. I was hoping for stuff like when you eat food, it doesn't regen immediately. It yes. starts a timer that, that regens. Yeah. So you can't just like, oh, I'm down to one heart. Then better eat. eat 50 apples. Yeah. Like, um, and then I, f- I forgot. Me and, me and a few friends were discussing this. I think... um. The thing that I decided would have made this a little bit more like make it actually more interesting is make your divine beast powers um, regen after sleeping in a bed uh, instead of over time so that they are more akin to um, Dungeons and Dragons like abilities that's like you could recover this after a long rest. Yeah, Um, rest to refill your magic. 
Yeah, and so it, you get each of them once per day. So you still you still have those, but like they don't. You can't just like, oh, well, I gotta get the next plate. I'll just stand here for fifteen minutes while Rivali's Gale comes back. Like it makes it so you have to use them tactically. There's uh, also a lot of very strange balance issues with Breath of the Wild that that this hard mode doesn't really address or even work around. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that I think would make a lot of sense. Uh, I, I saw a comment on this that really folds in line with with my previous theory about how many gamepad features they're originally uh, building for this thing. Imagine how different the game would play if the game doesn't pause when you press the pause button and open up your inventory. Like, yeah. like that that cuts out the the pausing the game to eat sixty apples trick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and like just having all of that stuff down on the gamepad would be like such a nice equalizing force to to the balance of the game. The cooking system would make more sense. Uh, the like inventory system in general would make more sense because so much of that time that you spent um, gathering up ingredients for cooking and crafting would would feel like uh, they were being utilized a little more strategically if you would have to have some tension. Uh, scrolling through those menus i don't know that would be neat that sounds like a cool idea for a hard mode hey man they they really went lazy with this one this is like an mmo where it's like oh they hit harder and they have more health like that doesn't that's not difficulty i I was expecting some like really gameplay changes like something with the weapons and stuff like well to be fair the the big thing is the winter update this is like the first and the smallest of the updates, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Right? Oh, it just should be. That's typically how these <clears> things go. Because I remember there were like, there would be one thing, like one thing right before summer, one thing in summer, and one thing in winter. Right? Yeah. There, there were so this is four the seasons to the season pass. Uh, uh, so you also got Travel Medallion. It'll mark one spot on the map as a uh, placeable fast travel point. That's neat if you're... That's like a neat mini feature, but like not paid for. It also feels like something that probably could have been thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, there's some armor like these and cosmetics. hats that are... Yeah, meh. I mean, there's some like well, cute ones in there, powers. but... One of them has powers. The Korok mask vibrates if you're near a Korok seed. Great. Which you probably are at all times. <laughs> it's like the fucking shrine counter. It's just like ding, 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 like the whole time. I turn that thing off immediately. There, there uh-huh. are 900 Korok seeds in the game. That means that you're statistically likely to be close to one right now. <laughs> Even in the actual world, you are probably close to a Korok seed. I, I dig the, the phantom hourglass armor. That's pretty sick. Uh, and the Tingle outfit is hilarious, and I love that they like gave Link a noticeable shadowy bulge and a very defined <laughs> butt in the Tingle outfit. <laughs> I don't know. This stuff's alright. It's also got a, a very whelming mask. DLC. Whelming. Not under nor overwhelming. I'm a little underwhelmed, though. Like a lot of The hard yeah. mode kind of breaks my heart. That's what yeah. I was looking forward to. Yeah, I, I just I wanted it to be a gameplay switch up, not just like a pump the numbers because that's what they do in all the Zeldas. They do heroes mode, and it was like fine in a link between worlds because that like 
it it felt like the difficulty you know it went up and it made it like oh i have to play more tactically now but like in breath of the wild since you run out of weapons and you're already playing tactically to use them better doesn't help that enemies are just spongier and deal more damage you know but it also could have been an opportunity for them to make uh higher level challenges more appropriate because the game has that real problem where once you like have more than seven hearts once nothing can one hit ko you anymore the game becomes exponentially easier it's not like oh i can now take two hits it's now i can take as many hits as i want because now that you can get you can survive one one shot KO. Just pause the game and refill your hearts all the way up again, and you're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I hope Breath of the Wild ages better, because because that game could become could become the George game that everyone else seems to already have discovered out of it if they if they tweak things like difficulty and timing a bit. Hmm. Uh. So. Speaking of video games. If you want to play other Zelda-style video games, they're making a, another Darksiders. Mm. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm happy. I haven't played two yet. I have it, but I haven't played it. But I really like Darksiders. It's like a fun, rompy, campy, fucking hack-and-slash with Zelda dungeons in it, and I like it a lot. I have not actually played any of these games, but I still like the fact that this news happened, because this seemed like a very unlikely sequel that still, I know, has been planned from the start. Like, they planned the whole thing out as a quadrilogy, right? Yeah, because the the one game for each of the four horsemen. Right. And they already did War. I think War is voiced by Liam O'Brien. Hang on. I gotta look this up because he sounds like Illidan, and I really didn't get into the first one. I played like a good half of it and just kind of like, eh. yeah. I mean, neither of them seemed to yeah, set the world on fire so much as just please people. So I mean, this years I've ago had, too. Yeah, I've had like a a video idea simmering on the edges that I don't really know how to tackle, but it's about borrowed game mechanics and if that's actually a bad thing because. Darksiders 1 is literally like, okay, it's Devil May Cry, but with Ocarina of Time's dungeons. Like, that is the game. You now know what the game is. But it has great visual design, in my opinion. Uh, It's very over-designed, but it's, like, very much the style of it. But, like, the dungeons are fun, and they, like, if you like Ocarina of Time 3D Zelda dungeons, you're just gonna like the Darksiders dungeons. They play the same. It's, and... I really enjoyed the combat and I like games that are like hack and slash where I can pick weapons to like tree into and kind of like choose my path and like what weapon I want to upgrade. It's very much like Ninja Gaiden Black where you get your different weapons and you can just keep using the same one if you like it, you know? Yep. Um, So yeah, I like Darksiders. My biggest problem was I kept trying to beat it on Apocalyptic difficulty, which is the highest one. It's like the fourth one, and it's a bad idea. I got halfway through, to my credit. I did, I got far, but I'm going to play it again on a regular person difficulty, and then I'm going to play two, because fucking death is dope. Well, you know, on on top of you having the problem of playing it on high difficulty, the... uh devs had the problem of their publisher going bankrupt which which is yeah. like trying to make a game on high difficulty so uh 
Darksiders, <laughs> the planned quadrilogy, had to get put on hold for a while, but the pieces have been picked back up by by Nordic Games, I believe. They've assembled a new yeah. team under under the name of, of Gun Something or Others to make Darksiders 3, which mostly consists of members of the old uh, old game staff. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Gunfire we- Games is the name of uh, the dev these days. The publisher is now called THQ Nordic. Yeah, it's... The only thing that really is a little off-putting is... Uh, so the main character of this one is one of their made-up horsemen that they made for the world. Because the classic horsemen are War, Death, Conquest, and Famine? Yeah. Uh, but they changed Famine and Conquest for um, Strife and Fury. And Fury used to look really cool, and they changed her, like, completely. She looks super different, and I don't know if I like the redesign. But They, they changed her but, for this installment, or...? Yeah, in, in oh, okay. previous previous times when you see her in the series, she does not look exactly like this. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's like, it is a noticeable difference. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for this. I'm gonna play the other two while I while I wait for it. Glad to see that like the remnants of THQ aren't completely wiped off the map because they have made a ton of great IPs, and I want their IPs to continue be being. <laughs> When's the next battle tanks? <laughs> uh. The next Battle Tanks may be a way off, but the next uh, installment of Nintendo's 3DS line is 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 out any minute now, I believe. Wait, what? Uh, so, did you guys see how angry people oh. got that they announced the 2DS XL? Yeah, I did. I don't get why people are angry. I guess because it has a dumb name. I don't know. That's yeah, like the but one like all of them have a dumb reason, name. I think. But other than that, the product seems fine. I mean, it's like a uh, bigger version of the 2DS that's it's a little more uh, expensive, I believe. I let's see, it's a one hundred fifty dollar machine. How much? How much is the 2DS going for these days? Uh, at launch, the 2DS I believe was ninety nine. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like yeah. a super cheap one without having your kids break the you know crack it in half, basically. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I really like this thing's design though. The new 2DS XL looks like really sleek. But but why though? But why? Why not? <laughs> I, it it fills a hole that was not there before. I mean, if what you want a, a a cheaper 3DS that's it's as big as the big 3DS, but a little cheaper because it doesn't have the 3D that not a lot of games use anyway. There you go. Yeah, honestly, like, I would probably, if posed with it now, purchase a 2DS XL instead of a 3DS XL because all of the games that use 3D, I never used it on. I used Me it either. very sparingly, yeah. and most of the games that I did use it on, it tanked their performance. Yeah, like and Pokemon. Just, like, $350. Yeah, Pokemon tanked it. Ooh. Dude. Wow. Fucking yeah. God. Yeah. Would, that, that's still upsetting how bad yeah. frame rate in battles is in Holy Pokemon. Crap. Even just not using 3D. Yeah. I did not know that the 3DS XL was $350. 
Uh, I don't think I got mine for that much. I got 350. Yeah, I'm looking at the Amazon page now. What are you? Which version are you looking at? Are you looking at special editions? Yeah, slash it should black. be like two fifty the most. Yeah, yes, I'm pretty sure two fifty was on mark. I if mean, if even. that is the case, then making a one hundred fifty dollar version makes sense. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, I have a Pikachu DS version. XL. It's like two hundred thirty. Yeah, I think I <laughs> might have been looking at. Maybe knew they were that much. I don't think that they were ever three hundred and fifty dollars. I was on a weird um, page. Yeah, yeah, and well, regardless, um, for some anecdotal evidence that this might be a smart move for Nintendo, it's kind of showing that they're not ready to completely phase out the 3DS yet. I mean, it is one of the most popular consoles of all time, so I completely understand. But um, I have a couple friends who bought the original 2DS when it came out. Uh, around the same time that Smash 4 came out so that they could play some of the games. They got like Mario Kart 7 nice. and uh, Smash and such. And those same friends saw the uh, the new 2DS XL and a couple of them were like, yeah, I might like pick it up and try and go through a backlog of 3DS games now that I have so many to choose from, which is like just free money in Nintendo's pocket for releasing a much cheaper version of a console that will allow people to play games like uh, you know, even if they want to play one of those, um, the Xeno fucking Shulk game. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The one that, the one of the six games that worked only on the XL version of the console. Now they can do that and they don't have to shell out, which is pretty neat. Yeah. This I, is fine. I get, when I think about it that way, I guess I guess it's fine, you know, for like the last release, you know, just fix all the problems, you know. No one uses 3D anyway. Uh, I, I firmly believe yeah, that. Honestly, um, <laughs> the only time that. I've ever used 3D was fucking around in Flipnote. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no one uses 3D, and then because uh, I I definitely never used it. Like like it was a gimmick. I turned it on for literally like five minutes to look at a scene and then i turned it right back off that's like the most curiosity is basically mm -hmm. what that button is there for for me or slider should i say so yeah I, could, I, I guess i could see just to have like that end product and they you know they don't have to worry about like shipping all the other products yeah just have this one last product and they have all this backlog where they can sell out of and then eventually switch over to the to the switch as their main sauce yeah i mean sauce which i hope they do because that's i i love having a a nice uh handheld to play games on so but yeah uh, yeah i i feel like this is nintendo sort of being like they know that they're going to phase in the switch completely eventually but they're still taking it cautiously for the time being and kind of keeping the 3DS in the wings. Mm. So I think it's smart business on their part. Uh, I would like one of these, if not just for how fucking clean it looks. Like, I love the blue-black color scheme, like the button colors and everything. It's, I, I'm not going to buy one because I hardly use my 3DS as it is right now, but it is a pretty neat little piece of hardware. Yeah. So, uh, the the only thing that I think is is a little fishy about this is that it means they're still keeping the the stupid name for the 3ds line going. This is something like yeah. uh, the the eighth iteration of the 3ds, 
and the names yeah. don't get any easier to juggle. Like I think I'm looking at a an Amazon page for something that's three hundred fifty dollars, and I for whatever reason cannot tell why it's a oh, different product than a different Amazon page that's two hundred seventy seven dollars. Maybe it's because it's a new three DS. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'm looking at the same page. The, I don't. The names are I really this confusing. Third party seller, isn't it? No, that maybe. No, this is maybe that's why. Is is it? Yeah. It says Nintendo. Um, when you look, when you no. click to to show everything, it uh, and all the new. Let's see. Yeah, it's just all third party se- sellers. Is harder than it should be. Yeah, it's uh, it's all third party sellers. Uh, so Amazon has like different um, sellers on there, and if they get sold out, if like Amazon gets sold out, gotcha. uh, and they're not carrying it anymore, then all you have is third party sellers left. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I I see this. Um, you, you, the funny thing about this page as well that George linked is that you can go. So this not this is not the new. 3ds xl this is the regular 3ds xl and you could scroll down and it says there's a or not scroll down yeah. but right there next to it it says there's a newer no. version of this item new nintendo 3ds xl black uh, uh, you click to that yeah. the sellers are typically around the 200 dollars range it, new the way which you, so it's one guy jacking up the price and fucking up the the thing for everybody is what it is sometimes you can tell when you look at the use and you see that the use is 131 you can tell that Obviously, that's an inflated price for people who want a new, yeah. you know, a new O3DS. Okay, I got you. All right, <laughs> let's 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 dive out of that one and and instead placidly dip our toes into the much calmer, less conflict-ridden waters of of anime fandoms. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the latest Eve Online World War is being fought over whether or not to ban anime forever on one of the Discord channels of. Of one of the bigger gaming communities in the Eve Online world. Okay. Oh, so they just wanted to waste money? Is that is that what what this is about? Uh, is it, I I don't know. It's it's no. That's it's like about real weather. money that they're wasting there. That's like real. What, ships what do you there. mean wasting when they're delivering it to a cause that will that will preserve the freedom and sanctity of of, of anime? Okay, I, I, I need to explain because this is this is a story. Okay. So so you have a uh an Eve Online um clan style group called called the Waffle Alliance. They have a Discord channel that got flooded with so much anime that one of the admins decided they were gonna ban it from their main channel. During a podcast, this admin, alongside another guy named Jinton, who is a community-elected CCP Games ambassador, had an argument about anime and whether or not the ban made sense. Quote from a PC Gamer summary of this drama, Riza explains that while CVA is sitting on some valuable territory, Jintan's corpse are very publicly... Yeah very publicly disrespected his anime-loving tendencies, which were just what Riza needed to justify in an invasion. Okay. Invasion. So, so <laughs> after seeing the rift that anime was causing throughout the ranks of of the CCP Games Eve Online community, um, Riza decided to weaponize it. 
During the State of the Waffles address to announce the invasion of Providence, Riza told his soldiers that if they killed Jintan ten times and brought them ten corpses from the wreckage, they would lift the ban on anime. Wow. Okay. However, the plot thickens. He also wow. announced that if they kill this guy 20 times and bring the corpse over 20 times, the ban on anime is going to be made permanent. What the fuck is this game? So there's like now conflicting groups within the same communities fighting EVE Online wars against each other in order to collect on the bounties of someone from a rival group in order to either lift the ban on anime or permanently ban anime forever. <laughs> wow oh boy wow and uh P pc gamers news from the front concludes the article by somberly looking out at the wreckage and and saying it's not clear how large world war we will grow as the conflict is just beginning to catch fire Risa is convinced that waffles will be able to push Cortez Verterez and its allies out of Providence. Considering waffles is allied with Pandemic Legion, one of the more formidable armies in Eve, this could be a very real possibility. This is they must life be imitates bored. art, man. Life imitates art. Yeah, I, I boredom. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing to say. The story speaks for its goddamn self. I have nothing to input on this. Yeah. That, that, that they, they get into the, like, the territories of the thing. Quote, yes, I think the South, where Providence is, will be on fire, Riza says. There are many smaller conflicts happening, and it's heating up. There's potential for a southern war in the next months. Which means that the anime war could balloon to other wars. It... it, it it definitely will because it's money it's so much money that they they pay for this game for these ships i can't imagine holy crap like just for anime <laughs> like someone loses like full circle a thousands of dollars on an an on anime fight the anime war of 2017 it's <gasps> you remember the what, anime what? war what would you give for your anime? How how much of your life are you willing to put down to fight for the freedom of your anime? I guess so, a thousand so, dollars. <laughs> speaking of going full circle, last but not least, the uh, the the world has gone back around and reversed to the the bizarre conditions of Half Life's original launch in the German market. So. They have released Valve has released a piece of DLC on on the the market of the German version of Half-Life Steam page that uncensors it, quote unquote, for the German audience, unlocking the game's original blood and gore effects. Also, as a fun note, the friendly fire for um what it looks like when 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 you shot one of the scientists in the German version of Half-Life has them just like sit down on the ground and look sad. <laughs> what the okay heck? yeah i'll that's i'll send you guys a link in, in our own discord chat over what happens when you shoot a scientist in the german version of half-life right. that's that's worth a look <laughs> he just kind of sits on the ground and shakes his head <laughs> oh oh yeah he actually does that wow poor poor guy he looks really sad he's and ups upset that you shot him yeah he's upset for the paint he walked he lost the paintball match basically 
Oh, yeah. wow. So, so yeah, now there's there's a piece of DLC called Half Life Uncensored on on the market that uh they they say is now available to users age 18 plus in Germany. If you already own Half Life on Steam, activate Half Life and start playing the uncensored version of the game right away. Which I guess means that um they're calling it 18 plus. So I'm wondering if this version of Half Life just like could not be released in Germany at all. Or if it would have actually had to get our equivalent of the AO rating. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it probably has something to do with that. Because like German video game rating standards are really weird. Like like the, the German version of TF2 is classic. Where where party hats and confetti spills out of people's wounds. That's, mm-hmm. that's just good clean humor. <laughs> Anyways. That's uh, anyway. That's all I got for you, unless unless you guys got something else. No, I think I'm all video gamed out for the decade. But you still haven't played through all six endings of Near a Tomato. <laughs> well, <laughs> Near a Tomato. Yeah. Are you near a tomato? Uh, uh, parallel to a tomato. Yeah. If you're near a tomato right now, tell us about it on... Take a picture and hashtag it near a tomato. S- send it to youtube.com slash bunnyhobshow so I can see it. <laughs> or or tweet it at SunderCR so I can see it. <laughs> or tweet it at... Um, it's very hard to spell, so I, I'll spell it out for you. Ah! <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> thanks. Let's, thanks let's, for listening, everybody. Let's go the jump out the window tribes. now. Yeah, I'm going to go find a tomato to be near. <laughs> and then what?
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.